You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. Hello, this is Nick Briggs, the voice of the Daleks, and you're listening to Transmissions from Gallifrey, and I urge you to listen, or you will be exterminated! Geronimo! For God's sake, Gallifrey stands! the places you're doing in here. Over-decorated. I don't like it. Couldn't I just manage with K-9? K-9 is a mere machine. He's a very sensitive machine. I'm the Doctor. I'm a Time Lord. I'm from the planet Gallifrey, the constellation of Castelbrus. I'm the Doctor. These are my new best friends, Ryan, Graham and Yaz. Hey there, everybody. My name is JC Delatory. And I'm Rita Delatory. And with us is, of course, as always, Dr. Scott V. Gay, playing a little bit injured, aren't you, Scott? Yeah, I'm on the injured list. <laughs> so this is episode four of Transmissions from Gallifrey, and we are talking arachnids in the UK. Yay. Which I, I guess would be considered the Doctor Who Halloween special. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> it was made just for you, Rita. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, uh, first things first, we need definitely need to warn anybody that's listening to this podcast that we do talk spoilers in this uh, show. So if you do not want to be spoiled and you haven't watched Arachnids in the UK as of yet, it is probably a good time for you to hit that pause button, watch the episode, and then come on back because. We are definitely talking spoilers. Spoilers. Right? Right. Alrighty, so before we head on to Arachnids uh, in the UK, let's jump back to Rosa. And obviously, there has been some controversy about Rosa a little bit uh, since we last talked. Rita, you've seen some of that online where uh, basically uh, some folks didn't really get the episode or enjoy the episode. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've definitely seen not necessarily my own Facebook friends, but my Facebook friends have seen other people post about the fact that they either didn't understand the episode or they thought the episode was too political. And my thought at first was if you didn't understand it, then there's a problem. And if you thought it was too political, well, guess what? Politics has always been a big part of Doctor Who. The problem. Sometimes it's more subtle, but. But yeah. it's always been there. I yeah. mean, look at Daleks and genocide, for example. Yep. Uh, the fact is, is this episode just had it a little bit more in your face. It was a little more of a powerful episode with, I think, a message that people today need to listen to. Because, believe it or not, there are people out there who think racism is dead. Guess what? No, it's not. Yep, that's true. Um, what did you think, Scott? 
Well, I think that uh, you can't talk about this topic or uh, that person in history without touching on those issues. It's right. not a matter. Of, it's not a matter of oh, they injected politics into it, or oh, uh, we're dealing with some really ugly issues of, of humanity. It is exactly that. There's no uh, gloss around it. In fact, that's why uh, I consider it the closest to an historical episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that purpose. I mean, it wasn't like you could just add sci-fi elements and then, oh, by the way, have some undertone. Uh, right. This was all about that topic. So if you didn't understand the story, I don't know what there is to not understand. And right. if and if it made you uncomfortable, I think it was designed to do exactly that. Yeah. Exactly. And that, that's a great point because I think that uh, a lot... We've come a long way uh, in regards to those type of issues but we still have a long way to go. And I think the reason why some people were uncomfortable with it was because it really kind of held a mirror up to that. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Uh, Where it kind of showed that while we've come far, we haven't gone far enough. Right. And And I think that makes people uncomfortable to admit that. And I think that's more of what's really going on. Exactly. And, you know, there are folks who thought the episode was just okay because it didn't have a lot of the sci-fi elements in it. Uh, This episode didn't need that. Yeah, and Doctor Who doesn't usually... I mean, uh, Doctor Who has had episodes where it was very low on sci-fi. You know, this isn't the first historical episode that Doctor Who has ever done. You know, so, I don't know. I mean, and there's plenty enough sci-fi. I mean, there was the... Yeah, the guy with the with the vortex manipulator, and I mean, what what do you really want? I yeah, mean... some people expect. <laughs> yeah, some people always expect to, there to be spaceships and funky looking aliens, and but that's not Doctor Who. Doctor Who has you know futuristic you know uh, adventures and space adventures, th- and it also has historicals. Exactly. I think that I think that really comes down to perspective, though. If you think that you know Christopher Eccleston is now the classic era. Uh, if if that's your point of view, then you're going to be confused, I think, because uh, you're the more faster paced, a lot more science fictiony uh, action adventure is what has been the stalwart of Doctor Who since it came back. I mean, that's the, been the bulk of it. So if 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 the person's looking at it from that point of view, sure. For those of us that remember, you know, back into the uh, 70s and and whatnot, that where the stories could be a little bit more varied uh, from season to season or showrunner to showrunner, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that we have a, a different point of view. But I, I think that really, honestly, and, and for me, you know, I thought the the science fiction elements were the worst part of that episode. <laughs> yeah, it, it detracted from it. So yeah, yes. it, yeah, it was a distraction, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well. Uh... Obviously, we're not going to solve, you know, racism in America in in, in t- discussing a Doctor Who episode. So we should we can probably move on from this. But I just thought it, it was worthy of, of bringing back up a little bit more and discussing a little bit more, just because of some of the the feedback and outcry that that we were hearing. No. Um, so let's go ahead and, and jump right into Arachnids in the UK, Rita's favorite episode. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I will give Rita the floor. Um, Why? Because uh, we know your phobia is arachnophobia. Yeah. And obviously you're going to have a very strong opinion nope. on this particular episode. <laughs> and uh, Scott and I are going to have to balance that out because we don't necessarily <laughs> have the arachnophobia that you have. But uh, yeah, um, Rita, the floor is yours. Yeah. And don't just um, say nope. Nope. <laughs> Let, let's put it this way. 
You know how in Game of Thrones there are certain scenes we tell Debbie about so she doesn't have to watch them? Right. Well, Jason had to uh, pretty much keep an eye out for scenes I shouldn't be watching. And it still didn't help. And it still didn't help. And I pretty much didn't watch, I would say, like half this episode. I just kept staring at my phone just listening to most of it. Because, yeah, I have arachnophobia. And for context, there is a movie about arachnophobia called, called arachnophobia. arachnophobia. Yes. And I have never watched it and I never will. There's also a movie called eight legged freaks, which I know about, which I will never watch period. But this being doctor who I tried to attempt to watch this. And you watched a lot of it. I watched a lot of it until Jason told me to look away, Rita, look away. <laughs> oh, for the love of God, look away. <laughs> and yeah, there was a lot of nope. Yep. moments in this episode <laughs> all right so for the parts of this episode that you did watch what did you think okay let me start off with right at the beginning mm -hmm. when the tardis is flying through the vortex oh yes oh my gosh okay so here we have a really new and very cool looking vortex and all of a sudden you come into like this cavern of vortex with a whole bunch of different avenues where it could different go. avenues where it could go and i'm like that is really cool. And that's something that I don't, uh, you, Scott, you can keep me honest, but I don't think we've ever seen that part of the vortex in Doctor Who before, where, where no. you can go all these different what, what ways. No, I, I think, you know, it's been shown as a tunnel before and different ways of just depicting that tunnel. But what I really loved about it was the more of the multiverse kind of a thing going on. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's like you look at that and it's like, oh, I can go anywhere. Yeah. And, and one of the cool things about it was that it, it did follow the, the show's new look and feel. Um, so it, it felt like it kind of blended in with the way that the show is going. But it wasn't at, as far of a departure from the, you know, the original Who and, and the stuff that we've seen since 2005 yeah. uh, to make it feel like, oh, wow, that's not right. Right. Yeah. No, no, it definitely felt it felt right, really. Yeah, I, I just thought the cinematography on it was just really uh, fantastic. Well, not necessarily cinematography, but at least the, the special effects, the yes. visual effects on that. Yes, yeah. the visual effects is what yeah. I meant. Uh, then we get into they land, uh, they're back home. But do they necessarily want to be there? I think they... they yeah, because Graham's, uh, you know, still reeling from Nan's death. And, uh, and then... You know, Ryan is just kind of tagging along. And Yaz is just being introduced to this whole new uh, universe. And she doesn't necessarily want to just go back to the mundane. Yeah, go back to, you know, her, her family driving her crazy. Yeah. So I liked that part, too, because it, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, you start thinking, oh, I want to get home. I miss everybody. And then what? You're home for about five minutes and you're like, I'm ready for my keys. I <laughs> yeah, <like> that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think we can all relate. Yes, yeah, so we can all relate to that. And, you know, that was one of the things that always drove me crazy about uh, Jenna Coleman's uh, Clara. Right. Yeah. Uh, what always drove me crazy about Clara was how. She could never leave her life behind to go traveling with the doctor. She always had to have the doctor bring her back to a certain point in time so that she could live her little life. And then she just used the doctor as like little getaways. Yeah, I'm like, if, if the charters were to materialize in the middle of my house right now and the doctor says, you want to go? I'd be like, 
yeah, sure. But you can't come back. I'm like, okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean so sorry, course, Scott. Hill. We'll see you on the flip side. Yeah, I mean, of course, I wouldn't go traveling without Jason. But the point is, is well, there's a question though. What if the doctor said uh, you can come, but he can't? That eh, makes it a little tougher decision, doesn't it? Yeah, I'd say see it, Rita. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know, and I don't know. Really? If I had the opportunity to still come back and see you every once in a while. Kind of like Rose does. So I'll be your ten dog, is what you're saying. You'll be, you'll be Mickey. <laughs> you'll totally be Mickey. <laughs> oh come on! If the doctor showed up and said, "How would you like to see all of space and time?" Yeah. I'd be like, "Yeah." Uh, all I know is you better not be hoeing around like Rose did. Oh, <clears throat> I, I, you know, you know me. I wouldn't be hoeing around. You're my man. <laughs> all right, so we're digressing a little bit. So back onto the spiders. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what was your opinion on the on the episode? Oh, well, first off, uh, big kudos to the special effects. Yes. You know, uh, the Planet of the Spiders episode from, uh, from the Third Doctor would have loved to have had these spiders, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, the, the use of the hotel was all very creepy, very uh, Stanley Hotel. Yeah, very yes. shining, uh, especially with it being down at the big wheel uh, point of view, right? You know, yeah. you know, going around on the carpet and all that stuff. So I thought mood-wise, being the Halloween episode was great. Uh, and, I, and, I, and I did love the whole uh, poltergeist kind of, you built it on on the graves, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You know? Right? I mean, it, it wasn't graves, but it was a toxic waste dump, we right? Stopped, right, right, yeah. yeah. I, I was kind of a nod to that. I, I love that. I loved the, the fact that this is something that Doctor Who does very, very well, which is take the mundane and make it creepy. So yeah. I don't have arachnophobia either, but... You know, the use of the cobwebs and everything, yeah. um, especially in, like, the apartment or in, you know, the, the different, ho you know, hotel rooms. It, went, um, you know, it was really subtle at first and it was good. It was it added to the spooky uh, factor to it. And mm -hmm. then, you know, everything kind of gives you that creepy, crawly, like, oh, my God, did you check the ceiling? You know, that, that, that <laughs> oh, stuff, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those, those are the times I looked away. Yeah. Yeah, look I look oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> but I uh, so I thought that those parts were really really strong. Now I again I, we mentioned at the beginning that I'm on the injured list. I, I have a cold, so my head is all kind of caliwumpus, and I'm having a hard time concentrating. So I'm probably gonna have to rewatch this one a couple times. Right. M my note here though is, uh, you know, take away the commentary about Americans and guns yet again. You know, just just disregard that completely. Um, did the episode just end? Because I don't, yeah. under, I don't understand how killing the, the 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 queen spider, which was dying anyway, really solves their problem. Because the the other spiders are still there, and and there's still the toxic landfill mutating other spiders. Well, right, and they're reacting to it all. So I don't understand how you know the they make the big commentary with like, oh, I'm gonna use my gun and. And that's what people really need right now. In order, you know, and uh -huh. then it just sort of ends. And yeah. everybody's fine, and they're wrapping up, and then they're going to have the whole, I choose to be a companion now, you know? Yeah. And that's, it was kind of like, you know, we're doing great, we're doing, we're doing great, we're doing great, and then we just sort of didn't know how to end the episode, so we just don't. Yeah. And and for me, that's the feeling of this episode, because it was, it was creepy, it was well, you know, put together. I liked all the things that they were doing. I was right there on board. Uh, I ignored the American commentary, yeah. and I'm good with all that. And then kaboom, it just dropped off. So an episode that should have been an eight for me 
drops to a six because I don't understand how they where did the where did the resolution come? Right. So I think at some point uh, the the spider lady. I, I'm sorry, I don't have a better way to call her, call her because I don't oh, know yeah, what, the, her, the what the character's name was. Yeah, the yeah. specialist. Uh, she had mentioned that I guess uh, in the uh, panic room that they would just die out. I guess naturally. Um, but what now? But they, but they, <laughs> yeah. did, she didn't really go into detail about how they would just quote unquote die out naturally. Right, and, and if, if, yeah, if they were attacking, never... if they were attacking people in their apartments, uh, away from the hotel, uh, do we have time for them to die out naturally? That and the question is, is yes, they pied pipered uh, a lot of the spiders in, but how do we know they got all of them? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I... and who's to know there aren't more just little ones just shifting through that landfill about to be mutated into bigger ones. Right. I, I mean, there there was no real. There wasn't a resolution. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't. There wasn't a resolution to this episode. It was just kind of like, okay, big one's gone. The other ones are in the, the panic room. Who cares about the, the ones that might still be out there? Uh, Mutating in the toxic waste dump underneath the hotel. Yeah, we're good. Uh, let's go ahead and just uh, go on to our next TARDIS adventure. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, wait, the wait, job is half done. <laughs> the job's half done. Folks. Still got to right. clean up all that garbage. Yep. Clean yeah, especially, garbage. Uh, that was a really good point. Good callback, right? So, so Yaz's dad has this collection of trash, and you expect them to, to have something come out of that, and yet right. they don't, right? So, you know, uh, yeah. it, it, you know, we bring it up on Act One, but we don't have it pay off at any point really in the episode. Yeah, it was like, you know, why even bring it? That I mean, I guess it was kind of like an allegory to the huge toxic dump underneath the, uh, yeah. the hotel, but. Bring it in, involve something with it. Yeah, I mean, there, yeah. there should be a reason to, to waste, you know, valuable screen time on, you know, dad's uh, junk collection, right? Right, and, and you thought that there was, because at one point, wasn't there like a, like a, like a little squeaking noise or something? Yeah, like, like it sounded like maybe like one of the... Uh, Spiders uh, in the trash? Exactly, it might be crawling through the trash or something, uh, but uh, it ooh. never really Oop. materialized. No. In fact, so I think there... you looked away at that one. So Did is, I? Is there... <laughs> Is there footage missing from this episode? Maybe. <laughs> you know, what, are we, what are we missing? Hmm. Uh, uh, deleted scenes, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, right. those are some deleted scenes I won't be watching. Yeah. So, like I said, my, my, everything that I saw, I really liked about this episode. But the and, and like I said, I'm willing to admit that I might have not paid attention enough to, to catch every little dot. But, I mean, it, to me, the fact that it just sort of ends with the killing of the big spider and kind of undo the the, the uh, terror of the, of what they were just building up to about it spreading and always getting bigger and right. all that other stuff. It it uh, for me that's a that's a failing in the writing and and that's a sin that's hard to forgive you know yeah and it's it's one of those things where it's like uh, like you said before we don't know how to end the episode so let's just uh, end it yeah <laughs> well, and the thing is we've had a few Doctor Who episodes like that in in the past not a lot not I don't think any that's been this kind of you know abrupt uh, abrupt yeah yeah so I mean. I don't know. O overall, I'm pro this is probably one episode of Doctor Who that I care to never watch again. <laughs> and I know Jason's probably going to rewatch it at least once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, in, in case he missed anything, but me, yeah, I'm, I, I know I missed a lot, and I, it's going to have to stay that way because I refuse to ever watch this episode again. <laughs> well, 
I have Love and Monsters. You have this one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, and know. Kill the Moon, right? Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh! And the Arbor Day episode. Well, well, oh! Yeah, well, technically in Kill the Moon, they've got microscopic bacteria that also look like giant spiders. Yes, so you, you wouldn't be watching that one either. That's nope. True. Overall, I mean, I thought the episode was a very entertaining episode. Um, it was a very creepy episode. I thought the music uh, from the composer was uh, spot on with this particular episode. Very creepy. It added to the uh, suspense of the episode. You definitely felt for Graham. Oh, yes. You know, with what he was dealing with, because this is really his first time back in the apartment. Uh, he was seeing kind of ghost images of, of Nan, Nan and... Uh, it was just kind of kind of rough for him, uh, and I can I can see out of the three of them I can see why Graham would want to go with the doctor because he needs that distraction. Yeah. Yes, I agree. And then I, well, I can still see Ryan wanting to go with him because Ryan doesn't have anybody else other than a non-existent father. Right. Uh, Graham is more of a father to him than his own father, so he's going right. to want to stick with his family. And Yaz, well, Yaz got a taste. Yeah. Yaz got a taste. Yaz has that Amy Amy Pond Clara addiction. Yes. And, and and she wants to travel now and she wants to see what's out there and she wants to avoid her obnoxious family. Yep. Yeah. I think oh, they weren't they they weren't that obnoxious though. They weren't like uh, Martha Jones's family or anything like that. No, but her mom was definitely getting a little bit like uh Martha's mom where she's starting to ask questions about who the doctor was and yeah. and, and you know and what's going on and this and that. I mean, there's been some pretty bad families in Doctor Who. I mean, when you think of Martha and Donna's mom and yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, Donna's mom. Yeah, so so I don't think they were that bad, at least from the first impression. What did you think, Scott? Oh I thought that they, I thought it was kind of funny. It was all very relatable, I thought. And it, honestly, when you put that with the time they spent with Graham, this episode isn't it about the spiders at all. It's about uh, them coming to terms with uh, wanting to actually deliberately be a companion. I think that's what that's all about. You know, hey, we should say kudos to the Doctor for being, actually getting them back roughly within the time that they left. I yeah. mean, yep. you know, yeah, well, that's pretty spectacular. And I found it interesting that this version of the Doctor does domestic, uh, you know, actually mm -hmm. wanted to come to tea. I thought that was interesting. Yes. Yeah, that was very interesting. You know, there was, I, I was hoping that she would reference the lodger when she actually had a flat, right? You know, or you know, or a flatmate anyway. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, it, but overall, I thought that that was a, a good little insight about the new doctor, uh, you know, and stuff like that. So I think it worked. But it really, it, it, now that you think about it, it's like this episode was more about that transition for these people and what was going on with the spiders was so uh, secondhand that they didn't even worry about whether or not they actually resolved it mm -hmm. yeah and scott and scott you and i can can relate to this i don't i know rita can't because she is a woman um but the passive aggressiveness of the doctor where you know she's she's like well you know i guess i'll just go on by myself and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah same old life same old doctor you're gonna go by yourself i suppose so yeah <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was, that was uh every guy can relate to yeah i've been there <laughs> i've been there folks yep <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah so 
So I'm gonna go to the mall, but I guess I'm just gonna go by my lonesome. Yeah. Exactly. I just I just don't need to see the family again anytime soon. You know, no. I, I I've never been a fan of those stories, and I don't really see the purpose of them. I mean, I think when RTD was in charge, he was so concerned that Doctor Who makes sense to the modern. Uh, uh, audience and you know the modern audience would have their mobile phone and they would want to know why couldn't they call home or you right know, stuff like that and, and you know he has a point uh and you know I, I don't i'm not saying it's completely invalid i'm just saying that for me as a uh a viewer of doctor who i'm just not thrilled by modern day domestic stories I'm, it, I'm bored. i was gonna say i i also think it's a way that it keeps doctor who grounded in a way that it's approachable for people that don't necessarily come for the sci-fi. Yeah. And and by bringing in the domestic, it, it gives them a little avenue to be able to have a window into Doctor Who, I guess. Yeah. Sure. And it also keeps the, the, the set uh, costs down, right? You, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Because you can't, can't be on an alien planet every episode or your costs will just go nuts. Oh, right. yeah. So... Uh, Scott, I think you had already said that this episode is a six for you. Yeah. But only because of the way that it resolves with the spiders. Everything else is fantastic. Yeah, I'm not going to be as hard on them about it. Uh, I thought the CGI was amazing. I thought the uh, music was fantastic. I thought until the end, everything that happened within the episode was, was very, very good. Obviously, you had the, the evil American billionaire that, uh, you know love to carry around and shoot things, you know, <laughs> uh, and is uh, so completely self-absorbed. The the caricature uh, American rich man, which right. was a little bit overblown, I think. But other than that uh, and the ending, I thought overall that I, I, I think this episode is probably about a seven for okay. me. Yeah. Uh, and Rita, I don't, I'm not even going to ask you. You can ask me. All right, Rita. What are you going to rate this episode? Can I give it a negative? No, I'm no, just you're not allowed to give it a negative. <laughs> okay, well, here's the honest truth. I'm not going to rate an episode just because it had spiders in it. It's not their fault that I have arachnophobia and I can't stand spiders. Right. Overall, not counting the spiders, I like the story. Uh, the the fact that, you know. I'm looking at the stuff in the background, the fact that Graham, you know, came back and he was grieving, uh, the doctor being lonely because she knows she's dropping him off and going off by herself. Yaz feeling, uh, constricted by her family and, you know, already missing that freedom she had while traveling with the doctor and Ryan. Well, you know, R Ryan's kind of in a point where I think he's trying to find himself right. and he just doesn't want to go back working, you know, at, at the, uh, warehouse again. So overall, uh, I'm going to give the episode a five. Okay. And reason I'm giving it a five is because big, fat, ugly, hairy spiders. <laughs> but I that's actually a lot higher than I expected <laughs> you to rate it. To be honest with you. But I can't deny that I absolutely love the beginning of the episode, seeing the vortex. That mm -hmm. just blew my mind. Yep. And one thing I did want to ask uh, in regards to the Doctor is the Doctor too touchy feely at this point, like. Uh, and I, and I hope you guys understand what I'm, what I mean by that, where is, is she too kind of caring? And I mean, I, I guess it's such a contrast from Capaldi where he could give a crap less. I love the caring doctor. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's such a stark difference from what we've seen in the past. You know, 
I think Eccleston was probably a more caring doctor. Uh, no. Than... Well, he called humans apes, so I don't know about that. Well. <laughs> Stupid apes. Stupid, <laughs> Stupid yeah. apes. Yeah. But he, I still find him a little bit more caring than even Tennant, even Matt Smith, and especially Capaldi. Capaldi uh, needed care cards for, for... Yeah, I, I think Tennant cared more. Uh, yes, but we also had... Uh, uh, yeah. Time, the, time Lord Victorious. The yeah. Time Lord Victorious, yeah. where he was literally at his darkest right. as the Tenth Doctor. Um, well, with Jody, we are seeing a more feminine side to the Doctor. Kind, she, the kinder, gentler Doctor. Yes, a kinder, <laughs> gentler Doctor. Now, does that mean that she can't go dark? No, I don't think so. I think that, you know, at some point, eventually... We're going to see her go dark because she's the doctor and she's yeah. going to go dark. There's because... got to be a dark side to the doctor, I think. Yeah, there, there, there's always a dark side to the doctor. We don't see that dark side often, but I'm thinking as a woman, that dark side might be a little bit more pronounced. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Scott? What do you think? I, I think it's too early to tell. I, I think that they've they've been playing up this whole I'm not used to myself yet mm -hmm. uh, thing and as it goes it's fine so far it hasn't uh, prevented her from getting the job done uh, and that's good and I think that this was a good episode to show that uh, you know she can show up and take charge there was that whole you know uh, wh wh who put you in charge you know because we say so and eh, okay fine but yeah. you know but it, I think that the doctor has still been the doctor had for me I it would be a misstep if the uh, evaluation of whatever special attribute be, being a woman is for the doctor now, it, as long as it doesn't create uh, constant self-doubt or questioning to where uh, she can't be who she needs to be. Right. I, I think that's the thing. It's like if, if they turn uh, the doctor into a, a brooding, mopey uh, CW character. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah. Then, yeah, we don't then, want that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You know, it, it, that would be a misstep. But I mean, as far as all this goes, I mean, if we're still in episode ten of the season and the Doctor still doesn't know who she is, that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. Well, but at, uh, but, uh, but at the yeah. same time, how, how long did Capaldi deal with the "Am I a good man?" You know, nonsense. Far yeah, too long. Far yeah. too long. Far yeah. too long. Yeah, I don't need that either. Yeah, exactly. Also, don't forget there's going to be a number of fantastic new things coming to the transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network, including some awesome fiction podcasts, amazing animated series, web series, feature films. But to do all of this, we really need your support. So if you can take a few moments, pop on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash TFA Entertainment and take a look at what we're offering. You're going to have access to a ton of cool perks for being our Patreon, such as exclusive episodes, Meet and greets and ask me anything sessions, also known as AMAs, with the creators of the shows, interviews with the actors and writers for our various programs, and so much more. Every Patreon we get helps us get closer to continuing the programs we have while debuting even more exciting works of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror. In addition, please help spread the word about this awesome program. If you have a listening party with three or more folks, let us know and we'll send you a greeting from the creators just for you and your friends or family. Keep up to date with the latest goings on via our Facebook groups, Transmissions from Atlantis, The Transmission is Received, and our website at transmissionsfromatlantis.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at TFA Entertain. Doctor Who fans, 
Join our Facebook group for the latest Doctor Who news and our latest episode releases, and follow us on Twitter at TFGallifrey. Finally, in whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast, be sure to rate our program. If you love the show, five stars. If you hate it, five very sarcastic stars. All right, folks, that's just about going to do it for this particular episode of Transmissions from Gallifrey. Next week, it looks like we got kind of like a space opera type episode. It looks like it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, what do you? What did you think of the preview, Scott? Oh, cool. Uh, you know, yay. Not going to be on Earth. Uh, that's great. Yep. You read it? Uh, it's, it's going to be cool. I mean, it's a space opera. You can't really go too wrong with that. But unfortunately, I don't think the preview really... Didn't really show us much. Yeah, it didn't no. really show us much. But uh, it should be interesting. I always... Everybody loves Doctor Who in space. So. Yeah, the last preview showed too much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they lost me at spiders. They right? lost you at arachnids, huh? Yep. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Until then. Allons-y. Allons-y. Goodbye, everybody. Allons-y. I should say allons-y more. Allons-y. Look sharp, Rose Tyler. Allons-y. And then... It'd be really brilliant if I met someone called Alonzo, because then I could say Alonzo, Alonzo, every time. has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com.
www.geekgeekgeek.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network. Expand your wonder. <laughs> 